0: This is a Prominence English Podcast. A very pristine morning to all my global audiences. I've got um, two short stories today, one after the other, and I'm going to read out these two short stories with some beautiful use of the line structures as well as the use of some uh, dictation words, which could be helpful even for the students of my preliminary as well as for the intermediate level let me begin with the first short story it was a pitch dark and dingy night by the corner of the street in the month of early week of december around 11:30 pm the staunch silence grippled the street with the dog mourning far up the hill to my english villa one could be intrigued by the peaceful surroundings until it creates unsettling jitters of fear of walking so alone and fear of being gorged by a bloodthirsty eyes staring secretly from beneath somewhere of the street. I was walking home from a workout at gymnasium, merely 30 yards away, when I experience a deserted house completely in shackles since many moons. The residents explain it as it is a house that used to be a renowned house consisted of an old man and his wife who were extremely kind-hearted and loving adult and elderly for children of the streets. Each festive season they would become active to call upon other residents and have wonderful gatherings with delicious meals, dance and frolic. The specialty of that old man was to become Santa Claus for almost a month with Christmas carols and goodies to share a long whole day with children by the corner. His wife used to cherish making varieties of sweet dishes on every occasions which you cannot even resist to eat it with temptations to have more from her. The further report about the family narrates tales like a wonderland of happiness but it was not as early as beginning of the new year 2018. When a shocking news brought tears running down many cheeks around of their sudden demise, both the couple met with a horrific accident on a highway, killing them instantly. The villa, as people explains, is very luxurious from inside. There were decorative, fine tapestries on the ceilings of the walls, everywhere. The corners fetching antique furniture, showpieces, etc. There used to be two distinct chandeliers, one downstairs in the middle of the living area as well as another in the bedrooms above with light bulbs shimmering like stars, which used to be controlled by remote control plus an inbuilt music to adjust to the environment accordingly. If my memory serves me right, a night before Christmas I saw an unusual flicker of light continuously troubling me while I reached near the villa as if someone was there up in the bedroom near the window. At the first glance, my normal sight at the main gate of the house could have convinced me of a normal activity, maybe in a form of a family visit at somebody's place of of casual little gathering, but I was shell-shocked when I found a huge chain lock in front, intact for any intruder to pass by. While I mustered the courage to reach a bit more close to investigate the scenario, to my surprise two huge dogs, maybe of the lebra breed of them, were lying motionless, one on the stairs just entering beside the main gate and another near the park bench, on top of the bench as if that dog's neck was strangulated with a razor sharp wire lying next to him. The coincidence of a flickering light at the bedroom far away is now taking shape of curiosity to help report a case of burglary at the nearby police station by me. I am accustomed to reading horror novels, science fictions as well as horror films in my leisure, there with a silly thought of a resident's evil even came into my senses, and later maybe of the problem of short circuit or a possible fire that could break out inside due to it. So there were a battery of questions that haunted my brain and a sense of shiver caressed down my spine. The description of the house was horrendous as I accounted to my very fears of it. The place could have been such a happening place for the residents around with lush green miniature garden along with jasmines and roses laden plants. And bushy trees for birds to make nests about an outdoor wall graffiti of aquatic creatures chiseled everywhere. Plus that bungalow consisted of a beautiful swing to let the couple relax after a day-long household chores that could replace with cobwebs hanging around everywhere. The graffiti found in tatters with cement flakes turned and twisted apart in pieces, green algae on the surface tiles dangerous enough to hospitalise anyone It got slipped through them and swings roller bearings broken, making it to tilt at one side, so on and so forth. I must have dared to enter along with only the moan of a street stray dog, to not back up my troubled self, but to add on large to my difficult self. By God's grace, I was able to find a baseball bat at another house's garden and I realised I have to engage in with gruesome fight and brawl with those burglars, perhaps, inside the villa. I didn't make any instant sound due to my feet tapping hard on the leaves scattered by or off opening of the creaky main lock of the door, etc. As no one visited the site of the villa for many moons, pigeons were found flying everywhere, nesting in the duff coat anyone could predict it to be A bungalow with an influence of the coast. As the glasses of the windows got shattered over time the sound of the breezy wind created an unrest for me and provoking me to leave the site immediately. Normally the thieves are enormously silent, thieving up with heavy materials and maintain absoluteness of their skills in particular to make a titanic loot of the bungalow but that banging sound up in the room heard after somebody's drilling through the wall, or something has convinced me that there must be a gang of six to seven burglars, a not less than that, with the selfish motives to end convincingly having a bounty to survive rich and relaxing lives for themselves forever. I didn't waste an inch of my taunt half, and in the twinkling of an eye rushed out of the villa locking up at least the main gate if they had actually thrashed through it and then i want any other passers-by to know about the tragedy thereby my only last residence through the street for at least 20 long minutes was to stop by a nearby police station where i lost an FIR against the incident the police took me with the patrol van to reach site without alarming thieves by silly siren but quietly sneaked inside with me in the house bungalow carrying pallet guns with rubber bullets and to my surprise tranquilizer darts in the name of new and advanced safety measure to not wound the victim badly but quickly catch the suspect effortlessly. The police banged inside a room with four bucklers one standing next to a cash chest near the wall of the room, another near the bed to search for hidden chest, and rest of the two with velvet bags connecting up jewellery and other precious items of the room. They all were, on the spur of the moment, tranquilized and later imprisoned for three and a half years, with no bail until the relatives could take over the entire premise. The burglary was coined as the biggest burglary in the history of my residential colony. That was the first shot incident with that part of the first story. Now we are going to have a second shot incident or a short story. The title of this story is An Encounter with an Alien. This is a cute little story about a boy named Mowgli and Ogre, the green monster, at the village of Zuba in the northern region of Himalayas. Mowgli is known to be a very notorious boy among his boyfriends. He's very bold and confident about his everyday routine activities, such as to do away with household chores in very less time, as if the time of hour is very tentative for him, and to support his friend's circle with the bravest of adventures under his belt. On the other hand, the auger lives in a bushy forest afar Deep within the rocky region, known to be absolutely deserted and isolated, there are beliefs by every other villagers that the monster never backs up any human who dare enters into this dark and dingy monstrous place, because no one has ever seen coming back from it. Not even sometime a larger animal, animal making, entering inside by chance, since Mowgli got birth within the confines of the village. His father recommended with stringent call to all other residents nearby that no child should ever cross the bridge and be found near the entry. Mowgli's father is a head of the Shakya tribe and tribals have been in his good books since. Literally, there are four guards to guard children from playing the game of hide and seek, often near the dangerous or risky forest, Before, thereby everybody takes precautions about it. Most of the village children complain of strange sounds emitting from forest With a at 10 o'clock every night, making residence to secure their families from any mishaps. Due to a persistent forbiddance by elders of the family, one day Mowgli takes a bold hue turn at the age of just six to reprimand the same voice or sound he has been hearing since his childhood and furthermore to investigate that marooned world of pain and chaos all around the village. Mowgli is an immature brain and doesn't scare therefore without informing parents and friends he steps into the forest in late evening hours so as to come back soon before the candles are lit in houses around the village. He carries a wooden stick which he plucked beforehand and is hard enough to beat something around alien in forest. Therewith he begins his journey having to hear the sweet melodious chirp of nocturnal birds nesting far up the branch which could be soothing only up till he come across with a wild hog resting in the slush capable enough to kill Mowgli with his razor sharp, saber-tooth styled long fangs. It isn't an easy track or route to bear about entirely for Mowgli with merely a stick in hand to caress up the things coming in Mowgli's way. But within a short span the route got more treacherous and scary for a child, without his father to accompany him or any other villager, always as his father does, any time as New World is explored. Clasping his hands tightly with his own, Mowgli still was very restless to encounter the green monster for clasping away so that. Emotion triggered more excitement in him and he forgets to be petrified anymore. Having travelled for merely 20 minutes, he confronts with a hut in tatters very far away. But till his eyes can investigate the scenario, having a very little array of light coming out through the ajar of the gate and mysterious voices, something like a discussion between two individuals very mildly. On the spur of the moment, due to creaking sound of dry leaves on the surface, due to Mowgli's feet, the ogre traces out something fishy, and he can tell another ogre that he smelts up the rat around the shattered hut. So without killing a moment, the couple comes out and, in fact, to their surprise, shocks to see a human figure for the first time, as the territory remains isolated from human territories. They approached the child and horrified him to let him run back to his family. Mowgli stands adamant but wants to touch the green monster's skin in curiosity. He does not have fear to be eaten away by the giant ogres. The female ogre does not have a baby of her own and so she insisted her husband as male counterpart to adopt the child once and for good. The male denied her request flakily as it is a human baby and one of a kind and moreover not an ogre like them. The female ogre convinces the male so much so that she starts to crave for the child never to let it go, go him or to be away from the delicacy and cuteness of the child's face. After all, mothers are mothers after spending nearly 15 to 20 minutes over the discussions. The male decides to have two hours play with him by making his wife to stay close and relax for some time with the child. These ogres were not just simply creatures of horror, but in fact they are mysterious creatures too. The young child fascinates him by seeing these camouflaging within the surroundings like a chameleon, for example, if their body touches branches or trunks or even green leaves of a tree, they change the colours and adapt accordingly. If they are near a river stream down below, the creatures can camouflage into riverbanks, small pebbles or big brown rocks scattered here and there. The orcas decide to play peek a with child making young child to laugh, to laugh out loud as he chuckles and plays throughout the night forgetting it it's about to get um, very much dark now and riskier for the child to stay back in the forest and the child must be so much terrified not to see the company of mama and papa with him to give him delicious breakfast The male ogre insists female ogre that finally he has to leave so the male ogre furthermore promises to take him to the nearby village. It is enormously risky for the creature but he still has a firm desire in his heart and starts to walk away far far away to enchanted territories because creatures do not dare to come too near to human communities because fire is the biggest enemy to the sight of ogres like creatures. And this creature only has one single fear, and that is to have fire anywhere near the root. He clinches the child tightly to his region of torso in order not to make him slip, while he runs speedily. The mysterious forest doesn't just simply make the journey easy at all, so a mammoth serpentine of a size of an anaconda hisses and root their troubled cells sitting with huge fangs and twisted coil, so poisonous that, that even the green monster looks puny in size of it, in height as well as in strength. The giant snake traps the ogre and the child in his coil to break their muscles, but ogre accumulates all his energy and strength to focus on one weak point of the snake's scale. He winks at the child to divert the snake's attention by twitching its skin with a pointed wooden stick and used cactus cactus thorns lying scattered on the ground until he attempts to break free and at the spur of the moment a huge hissing sound terrifies the atmosphere around and to their sight they find snake lying dead. A sort of white substance oozes out of snake's mouth because before swallowing Orga and the child the snake had eaten few poisonous substance that might have poisoned his stomach in return, thereby they get safe when Ogre silently snakes near the village and slouches a bit not to come into the surveillant eye of sharp villagers, particular, particularly meant to slay the monster on sight. When Ogre pushes the child by saying bye-bye, the child refuses to leave his sight and hugs the creature very tightly saying papa and the creature doesn't resist the charm of the child and hugs him back, standing tears in his eyes. The young child carefully makes his way to his home until the guards see the creature and whistle to alarm everyone nearby. They decide to put the forest on fire in order to kill creature, but creature by that time disappeared somewhere deep inside the forest and from that day never ever seen by anyone around the village. I hope you, all have enjoyed these two short cute stories and i will try my level best to come along with such kind of short stories again in future this is a prominence english podcast goodbye to you